Welcome to episode 175 of the Design Details Podcast. I'm Bryn Jackson. And I'm Brian Levin. 175. And we picked a suitably awesome guest, Claire Tozier. She's an incredible French designer working at Google. Stoked to finally have her on. We've uh, been friends for literally years at this point. Uh, and we're just a not whole getting... A two. A whole two. Uh, that is more than one. We're just not getting a chance that's, to catch up. as long there. as we've been doing the show. Yeah. We dig into her background, her journey over to the United States, her work, and of course, her latest jump over to Google. She's done like every kind of design work, freelance, agencies, startups, mid-sized company, and now Google. It's awesome to get to talk about all those things in context. But we'll let her tell you all about that. Before we do, thank you so much to Wayno for sponsoring this episode. Wayno is a digital agency, a full-service digital agency, building great products out of New York, Reykjavik, and here in San Francisco. Should designers full-service? They should, and they should do it with Wayno. Wayno is sponsoring the show because they support our work. They want you to check out their website. They're not trying to sell anything, but we think you should go there because their work is inspiring. Their team is awesome. And it's a pretty web thing. Yeah, their website's pretty to look at. Their website's wayno.co. That's U-E-N-O dot C-O. We have links to all their social media in our show notes, but you should follow them on Twitter, Instagram. If you want to get inspired by their work, go on their Dribble. What a rad group of humans. If you want to join them, they're hiring. They're looking for product designers in New York City and San Francisco. They have all the information at the bottom of their new website. Go look at it. Click buttons. Click click the careers link and then go work with them. Thank you so much, Wayno, for continuing to make design details possible. Again, everyone, go check them out. Follow them along at wayno.co. That's U-E-N-O dot C-O. And with that, let's get into episode 175 with Claire Tozier. Okay. <laughs> so I'm Claire and uh, so I'm a product designer. I come from France originally, so I moved to the U.S. four years ago now, a little bit more than four years ago. And when I moved to the U.S., I actually started to work at a company called Fliptop. So it was a really small company, 15 people, and they are they actually have been acquired by LinkedIn um, okay. like a year ago or something, a little bit more than a year ago. But um, but yeah, this is how I started my design career. I mean, my full-time design career, because when I was in France, I actually worked as a freelancer more. And when I, we moved here, I was like, perfect place to start my full-time yeah, designer. Yeah, Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> so yeah, I started there. I was the only one designer. Pretty fun. I've learned a lot. And Hang um, on. Where are you from in France? I'm from the Southwest. This is a French California. Po? The French California. You know Poe, really? <laughs> yes, I know exactly. Poe because I saw your wedding photos a long time ago. Yeah. So, yeah, I actually come from a really small village, like 40 minutes driving from Poe, like south, in really in the mountains. So it's called Artes d'Asson. <laughs> really, really small village, like 500 people living there. Oh, my God. Probably more cows and ships <laughs> than people, but it's a really nice Cows place. and ships? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like a shipping town? Mountain it, ships? I mean, this is just like a, a really small town. So people are just like, yeah, living there with informs and like they are farmers. Interesting. So yeah. When did you discover, I don't know, design, art, computers? <laughs> so I so I lived in this really small place for a long yeah. time. So I just wanted to get out. I just wanted to see something else and like to live in a big city. And um, so I actually started as a... Um, to study in a computer science school first and I quickly understood that it wasn't really for me but it gave me like some really good 
basic knowledge like about HTML and everything. And from there, I was like, okay, what what can I do from there to do something that excites me a little bit more? And that's how I discovered this school that was teaching more about design and communication and like multimedia, a bunch of different things. And I didn't know really what I wanted to do. So I just like went there because it was covering a lot of different areas. Where was the school? In Bordeaux, okay. where we do good wine. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that was a perfect so place to, fun <laughs> to, place to go to school. Exactly. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, I went there and I studied there for like a couple of years. And I've learned a lot about multimedia. Like this is how I discovered Photoshop. And I was just amazed by this tool and everything I could do with Photoshop. So I just continued to do some stuff there. And as I studied in this computer science school before, I had really good knowledge about HTML, a little bit of CSS and like uh, C++ or this kind of thing. So I was like, okay, let's do something with this. And I started to build some websites for myself or for some like teachers or like for some people needing a, a website. And this is how I kind of started my freelance career. Like I'm a student, I can make a little bit of money doing that. So I'm going to do that. <laughs> uh, did you know at the time, like was it just to to make a little bit of money or were there kinds yeah. of problems that you realized you wanted to No, I mean, my first, uh, I mean, my first idea was like, okay, I know how to do this. I enjoy doing this. I can get some money out of it. I'm just going to do that. But um, I probably, so after this school, I continued my um, student life. Or like I went to a communication school and nobody really know anything about design or anything. So I could really play this card and be like, okay, let me actually build like a website or an app or something for like for the different projects we were working on. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this is how I started my little career as a freelancer. Have you ever had a chance to see your earliest work? Or like do you oh, have it saved? I, I kept everything. It's in <laughs> it's on my external external hard, uh, hard drive somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I sometimes look at it and it's awful. I mean, I I would be really ashamed <laughs> like to show you that. If, if that yeah. should leak for some reason. <laughs> it should it leak? <laughs> it should not leak. This is like um, your, your black mirror. It's just even like someone the gets a hold of, of your colors, the layouts, like Everything was wrong. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, everybody <laughs> loved it. That's at how this it time. starts, though, right? Yeah, like, exactly. It has to start that way. And everybody was like happy with it. They were like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna give you like 600 euros to build my website," and they gave me their money for something which is so <laughs> so bad. <laughs> but anyway, I, I, it was good at this time. How apparently. do you think about that though? Like, yeah, yeah. shouldn't shouldn't it change over time and get better? Yeah. Like, or are you? ashamed at what it looked like or are you glad you grew from there like i am glad it grew, it? yeah i am gl- glad i grew from there because i've learned a lot that's for sure and you can see the evolution so yeah. okay i had to start somewhere and i'm sure that everybody starts somewhere doesn't start with something amazing from like from the yeah. beginning well so, i did so oh, well of course i know <laughs> you that haven't gotten there yet bud <laughs> But yeah, I mean, when I look at it right now, I'm definitely ashamed. But when I look at some other stuff that are a little bit more recent, I still am not really happy with it. You know, you always want better. And you're like, oh, my gosh, if I worked on this project at this time, exactly, 
it would have been so much better, you know, mm. because this is normal when, I mean, you grow, you are learning more from your experience and now you have like more skills and that and you could do something way better. But at this time you didn't have the skills and like, I mean, that's normal, I guess. You mm. have to grow from somewhere. I, I think it's more good than bad, but it seems like designers and probably beyond, but there's just a general constant state of dissatisfaction both yes in your work in the things that we use and are surrounded by and like but is it a good thing yeah. um, do you think it is a good thing uh, i think it's it, good when you have the energy and the hunger to go and fix those things but yeah maybe mm. maybe later it will be more of a burden and i think it becomes a problem when it kind of Never hurts stop. and you're just like never happy. Yeah, <laughs> like that sucks, right? Like, yeah, you if, gotta, you, if you're just always complaining, it's sad because although you can never be happy with something that you made, and it's just like you're judging yourself constantly. I mean, but that that's how you get something good anyway, right? Yeah. Like, you have to I, I think do it a little bit, but it doesn't have to be completely crazy. There's a lot of things I've done that I'm happy with. That might not be like the greatest thing in the world, but I'm like happy with them, mm-hmm. right? Oh yeah, I. I mean, it's easier hopefully. to judge everyone else, right? Like at a, at a distance, like yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah. But there's also a lot of things I've done, like even recently that I'm just like not stroked about. I just had to ship them, right? Yeah. Constraints. Exactly. The reason I brought it up was because uh, just this last week I found all my like high school portfolio stuff, like the first websites How do you I ever about it. I would Real be interested boy. in uh, saying that. Well, see, that's what I was going to say about yours is it would be cool to see the origin and like be able to publicly <laughs> trace that path, even though it's, uh, are like, you going to do a file dump? The thought of sharing that would be, <clears throat> you can make all your terrifying. working files available to people. Uh, man, I don't even know. There are PSDs from like creative suite. Or should, maybe you should put a no, garbage Photoshop icon six. on your website and have it like just <laughs> download everything. <laughs> Here, here's all my old shit. Uh, do you think it would be bad for your career to actually oh, share? No, all that'd of be amazing. Like here, like here's I my timeline of evolution. Oh, yeah. No. I don't know. Have you thought of sharing your your oldest stuff? I I don't see I, anybody doing that. No, I I will not do it. <laughs> I know God, that. No. Yeah, uh, dear God, no. Exactly. No, I I will not do it. I but, wish um, I had more stuff to do that with. That'd be super fun. Like, look at how garbage it was, and like, I'm pretty I, happy with yeah. where I'm at right now. I think that I've done some really good stuff for um like print projects. I've yeah. worked on some like posters or for some like little fly out flyers or everything. And those one are kind of cool because um, of, uh, of all of the techniques that mm. I used in the past to actually make them look nice. So those one are kind of like, oh, I could share them. But all of the digital stuff that I've done in the past, mm. well, I mean, in the past, not in the past, but like at this time, mm, no. Do you see patterns in types of work? Like, are there patterns of like tricks you use that you can like always pick out? Like, oh, I still use that today or anything like that. Yeah. Mm. Brian's like, yeah, it's all white with like a slight wash and like heavy drop shadow. That's uh-huh. how I live. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I think I've changed my style a lot. Okay. Yeah. I don't see anything in this really old work uh-huh. that I'm still using now. I don't, yeah, no, I don't think so. I realized I used to be much more, much less geometric, much more like natural curves and everything. Mm-hmm. Like that was a thing I used to go for. And now I like, I just really enjoy like heavily geometric stuff. Yeah. It feels more orderly and mathematical to me. So like I just enjoy using it. Is that because you live in a city? What do you mean? <laughs> no. 
Like this is a geometric place. It was in a city. Uh, San Francisco is not geometric. It is a garbage design city. (laughs) What are you talking about? It's just a shitload of squares on hills. No, that's untrue. Okay. We have some weird ass junctures. Uh, So let's keep going. (laughs) I want to come back to style. I want to come back to style later because I think personal style is interesting. Sure. Um, like the fact that Bryn knows my style. Uh, so you're making <laughs> everyone knows your style. <laughs> you're making apps and websites in college freelancing, or university college. Yeah, university. definitely more websites and apps. I did like some icons, or I've done like a few apps. Yes, but it was mainly websites first at this time. Yeah, and you graduated. I did. What did you do? <laughs> what did I do what what do you mean like what next what did where did you go oh, yeah, so what did I, you want to accomplish yeah so I went to this um communication and design school after after this like two years school just because I wanted to get a master degree uh-huh. from there I actually worked uh in a media agency because I actually did an internship there and they decided to hire me so I'm like yeah I have a job a full-time job so I'm just going and um so I worked there. I loved it. I was actually what we call a, a display manager. So I was just buying some advertising space on some websites for my clients. My clients were like Unilever, uh, American Express or this kind of clients. And we were buying this advertising space for them. But in the same time, I was continuing to do some websites, some apps or without really looking for some clients, but some people that I knew, like some friends or friends of friends were just like asking me, do you have time to to work on that? So I just did it. And this is only when I moved to the US. So I was just thinking, okay, this is a perfect place to rethink about what I really want to do. And I really loved what I was doing as a freelancer. And it was just a perfect place here in San Francisco to start doing this as a full-time designer. So I just like took a, my chance and started from there. We like glossed over a lot. So at some point in there, you moved to the, the U.S. Yes. Why? Four years ago. So when I met um, Christoph, my husband, we, uh, so I met him like, almost 10 years ago, he always told me, one day we will live in San Francisco. It wasn't even like in the US or anything. It was one day we'll live in San Francisco. And I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> sure thing whatever. <laughs> I mean, you can say whatever. I'll, I'll, yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> and, um, and we actually, I mean, it did actually happen. Uh, it was in 2012. He was working in this company in Paris. He wasn't like really happy with, with what he was doing. And he kept this idea somewhere in his mind. He was like, I want to go in San Francisco one day. So um, I know that he contacted a few companies and this company reached him out like cold parts at the time and he passed some interviews and we actually had um, some vacations planned in San Francisco like for just a week in, in February, like in 2012. And he told them, oh, by the way, I'm just going to be in San Francisco for a week. We can like meet, we can meet and and see how it goes from there. And he got accepted. They gave him an offer. So we were just like, okay, so I guess this is just time. This is, we're doing it. It's happening. Gosh. <laughs> were you happy? 
I was super happy because it was the first time for me in San Francisco. So I was like, okay, I like the city. I like what I'm seeing. So I would probably feel comfortable in this city. So I was fine with the idea. But I had no idea what I would do because I didn't have a job or anything. So it meant that I had to quit my jobs that I had in Paris and that I loved at this time. It it means like leaving all of your friends and family from friends. So that was a big decision to make. But I knew that... I wanted to to try, and I'm not a really adventurous uh, like girl or anything. Uh, but I was like, okay, I'm not alone in this adventure. I, w- I was with Christoph, and it pushed me a little bit, and it helped me to take my decision. But we, we just did it, and now I'm like, oh my gosh, this is the best decision that we've ever made. Like to come here and to meet you guys, like <laughs> to meet all of these amazing people, and being in the city with such a good energy and with so many opportunities i mean the energy is the hardest thing to describe like it's just a bunch of people that want to get like things made yeah which it's it's i don't know where else to find that i definitely not in paris i mean i guess it's (laughs) paris is a pretty good vibe anyway yeah it is but um i know that at this time where we lived in paris it wasn't the same vibe as Mm -hmm. it is today apparently okay and as a designer it was really hard to imagine like a real career in Paris Mm -hmm. because designers were not really considered as designers in startups or something like that. They were really designers in design agency and and almost only. And this is a different, I mean, they were not considered the same. It's not like, okay, design first, product first. It's more like, okay, probably more like engineer uh, first, and then oh, by the way, let's Put try to make it. Yeah, it. exactly. Yeah. That's so how it at was this in Minnesota. Time, it, yeah. So yeah, that's. I think it was a good a good move to come here. So you came over without a job. Yep. What did you do? I what did you want? Did you have a visa? I did not. I shouldn't say that. Oh. <laughs> I took a long vacation. Exactly. Um, so yeah. Well, I mean, a work visa. <laughs> <laughs> No, I just like when I arrived here, I reached um, a lot of people. I started with French people because my English was really, really bad at this time. I I don't, I don't know when I met you guys, but my English at first was incredibly <laughs> bad. I think I met you two years ago. No, not two yeah. years ago. We, like a year and a half we ago, met maybe? at the first New Year's Eve party I went to at Sophis's. So that would have been a year. 2014. Yeah, probably something like that. So I, yeah. I, uh, I've been in the U.S. for two years at this time. But yeah, it was really hard at the beginning because, yeah, reaching out to people and being like, hey, hire me, but I have no idea how to speak your language. So <laughs> let's try to find a way to make it work. Right? What did they say? Um, or what would be your they advice? Are, I mean, people are really nice here and they don't judge you a lot. They give you a a chance, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I met a lot of people. I had like 10 pages of potential questions that they would ask me that I already prepared, you know what I mean? Like being prepared was the key. So I worked really hard to find a job and to uh, be like, I mean, yeah, to give me a chance because I knew that my weakness was the language. So I had to prepare um, everything around that. So when I met uh, when I met some people, I was just like just talking about what I was looking for, what were my um, like my 
not my weakness is what is the opposite of weakness strengths <laughs> strengths exactly what were my strengths and wh where I wanted to go with mm -hmm. my career and I met a lot of people but every time we were talking about the visa situation it was like oh back up I can't sponsor you or anything so I had to meet a lot of people to finally find one company that was happy uh, to help me out and to sponsor me to get a visa and everything and it was Fliptop so thank you Fliptop <laughs> because without them I wouldn't have been here and um And I mean, I, I will be thankful for my entire life um, that they gave me this opportunity because they are a bunch of designers out there. Mm -hmm. They are, I mean, they are a bunch of great designers out there and they picked me and they sponsored me. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> What was that like going into the, this was a startup. It was. And you'd had a agency background in, yep. in uh, Paris. Like what was that transition like? What was surprising? It, so I I could I couldn't compare, but I definitely had this uh, syndrome of being like an imposter for sure mm -hmm. because I was oh my gosh they hired me and I've never been like a full time designer. But I had a lot of strengths because I was a designer and I had this background of um, a little bit of engineering because I knew how to code. Mm -hmm. And for a startup, we were only fifteen. It was uh, really useful for them to only have me um, working on my design and implementing my designs. So I was doing all of that. So it was a lot of work, and I was really really motivated because I wanted to say thank you to them. And I worked really, really hard to not feel as an imposter anymore. And I was like, just like handling every project I could just to make it happen and make them feel like happy with their decision. You know, mm -hmm. it was more like this feeling that I had, like, well, uh, you did the right thing. <laughs> <laughs> was it good or was it? Stressful to the point of being burned out? No, it was stressful for the first couple months um, just to find your... Um, like your footing. Exactly. Okay. But, um, but then it was really rewarding because everybody trusted me and I had... So I was the only one designer. So um, I could really be responsible for uh, the design decisions and I had a really good relationship with uh, the product managers, the CEO and... I grew so much uh, thanks to this experience because of this small environment where you work on a lot of different things. Um, and yeah, really great experience. And I, I, even if there were some hard times where I had to work a lot, a lot, I didn't feel burned out or stressed or anything by it. I was just super excited. Mm -hmm. And this is what I wanted to do. And yeah. So, so. did this, yeah, did this totally transform you from agency life to product startup-y kind of thing. It did, yeah. completely, yeah. Uh, what was Fliptop? So, oh my gosh, it's I guess was is the right word, right? It, yes, they are still in pretty much the same area now that they have been uh, acquired by LinkedIn. But um, so they were doing what we call predictive analytics. So it's like a tool for marketers and salespeople to better know the quality of their um, like sales pipeline, like the their, their how do you say that? I mean, their the leads. Yeah. Yeah. So we would just like look at their historical data and a bunch of um, different other signals. And we just like give uh, a score to 
every lead in their pipeline to be able to tell them, okay, reach out those ones first because they're going to close, they're going to convert while this one are not qualified leads. So it was just like a tool, like a B2B tool to help them to figure out the quality of their pipeline. So really simple design problem. Super easy. And when I actually started there, they were doing something a little bit different. And when I joined them, they were switching their um, strategies. They were launching this new product and they didn't have like a real good idea of what this product would be. So we all together, like everybody in the company, worked on building this product. So as a product designer, that was just like the best experience ever okay. because mm. this is the best way to actually learn um, how, your job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How long were you at Flip-Top? So um, I was there for 18 months. It was the max. Um, I mean, I was on a visa and um, a work visa and the work visa just ended after 18 months. So I had to stop working for them after 18 months because I didn't have a visa anymore. Yeah. <laughs> what? How do you? Yeah. Wait. So I, yeah, you know, visa word is. Can you explain like, all of visas? Yeah. yeah. What? I, okay. <laughs> let me explain that. So um, I joined Flyptop with a visa called a J1 visa, which is uh, a visa which is more for like students or um, for like training. It's kind of a training visa, and uh, the length of the visa can be up to twelve months or like um, up to eighteen months actually. So. I got this visa and I could work uh, for 18 months at Flip-Top, but at the end, I had to get another visa, another work visa, because I couldn't extend this one. So there are some other solutions like uh, the H-1B, for example, but there is a really limited number of uh -huh. H-1B that are available each year. Right. So I applied for the H-1B, but uh, it was like a lottery because... It, you know, a bunch of people applied yeah. for this visa and I didn't get it. It's a pretty broken structure. It is. So, yeah. So I had to stop working for them because what? I didn't have any visa. Oh, my God. Yeah. So what What do you do? Like, So I just, um, oh, yeah, I know what I did. I just married <laughs> Christoph. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, no, uh, we were in the process of um, getting the green card with Christoph. So if I wanted to come back to the U.S., I just had to come back with a visa, but it wasn't a work visa. It was a visa that just allowed me to be in the United States. Like a States. tourist visa? It's. Uh, it was like a visa called H4. So this is just like a visa, a, a visa uh, for a woman who's married to H1B visa. You know <laughs> oh what I mean? God. And you cannot work with that. So with, uh, with it. So, yeah, I just came back here and I could stay with my husband, but I couldn't work. <laughs> took a long vacation. Exactly. But uh, so, yeah, I, um, it took what? Uh, when I came back, it took me like three months and we got our, our green card. So then I was able to get back to work life. Was that disruptive to have that three-month break? No, I actually really, um, I took this time to work on some stuff that I didn't get a chance to work on, like doing a little bit more mobile, for example, because I know that um, when I was working at Flip-Top, it was desktop only, for example. So I really tried to use this time to do some stuff that I didn't get a chance to do while I was working at Flip-Top. Yeah, just so, like learning on your own Exactly. Side. I was also, for example, working on Photoshop at Flip-Top, and mm -hmm. I took this time to switch you know, completely to Sketch uh -huh. and these kind of things. So That is so nice, like to just have a break where you can learn all the tools because... I, have it, have it, it forced is. upon you? Dear God, I don't have time to learn the new tools right now. 
Or yeah, like it'd be hard. too disruptive to all your existing work. Hmm. Yeah. But um, I have to admit that after a couple of months, I was like, okay, I need to get back oh, yeah. to work. It's really long not being able to to work or do anything. Yeah. But, so you got your green card after three? Uh, yeah. I think I came back around um, June and we got it uh, in September or something like that. Yeah. So then what? Then I started at BigCommerce. Well, how did that happen? I I mean, I just applied. <laughs> Why Big Commerce? Why did you apply? Yeah, I mean, I've heard about Big Commerce, I don't know from where. I think I've read some uh, articles or something like that online, and it looked like a, a fun industry to work on. So Big Commerce is an e-commerce platform. Um, so you can, if you have a, a business, you can create your online store through this service, and then you can manage your uh, product catalog, you can manage your orders. I mean, it's a really advanced tool but pretty accessible for small businesses for large businesses they they are doing a pretty good job on that and um, when I met uh, them I really had like a great feeling they are really I mean they do value um, you as a person too like a lot when in the in the hiring process and I could feel it right away so I really had a good feeling with them so I just like jumped on the opportunity and I loved my experience over there I worked there for one year and if Google didn't reach me out I would have just like stayed there for a little bit more I mean for a little longer for Uh sure in the the application process or at the time you're looking for your next job, were you looking at other places besides big commerce? Yes, I was. I I was, but um I just knew that I wanted to work in a, a little bit bigger company with a team because at Flip I was just by myself and I wanted to continue to learn and to learn from other designers. So I wanted to join um, a company that still had this type of startup atmosphere, but with at least a design team to yeah. learn from them. So it was my main um like constraints. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um but that's pretty much it. I I interviewed um I still interviewed like a quite a lot like uh, probably like 15 companies or something like that. Whoa. Yeah, oh, yeah. Shit. Yeah, I mean I you know uh, you That's ha- intense. I wanted yeah. to get back to work. So I just wanted to give me my chances, you know? So and uh, and I got like a bunch of offers actually. So, um, BigCommerce was definitely the top at the top of my uh, list in those companies that I interviewed at. But yeah, uh, I f- I feel like I can relate quite a lot to being the only designer at a place and then really wanting to go and work with the team. Yeah, what was that like for you? And like to work in a team? Yeah, or how? Well, first of all, how big was the the design team at BigCommerce? So at the time I joined them, um, so in San Francisco, as product designer, they were two plus uh, the head of design, uh-huh. and um, we hired another product designer. We hired a design lead. So in San Francisco, we were five product designers full time, and we had a marketing uh, design team based in Austin. So, but we were, even if they were not with us in San Francisco, the relationship with them was really good and we could really work all together too. So, uh, so yeah, it was a pretty decent design team, yeah. but a really brand new design team because I joined them in October and um, they, like the first couple product designers arrived, they joined like in August or something like that. So it was a brand new product design team. So we had a lot of work to go back to the product and see 
um, what were the decisions taken on this product and how we could change <laughs> some stuff. I mean, it was a lot of redesign at first and before to jump into like big new projects or anything, but really, well, really good experience. What was it like for you going from from solo to in the team? What was that? Uh, it was like, super oh. exciting. I was like, oh my gosh, I can speak design with other designers. <laughs> <laughs> That's the main thing, right? It, yeah. Oh my god, it was great. I mean, I loved. We we had some critic sessions and everything. Uh, I was like, it was feeling really right and good. Mm-hmm to be in a team. Uh, and this is a company, BigCommerce is a company that is really, I mean, they care about design. Yeah. So, and we had, a, I mean, they have a really great head of design. Uh, she's uh, like Andrea Wagner and she's amazing. So she has like a huge vision for the product and everybody in the company, all of the boards and like the leaderships um, you know, people are trusting her and she does a really good job on like, bringing design at the beginning of the product process and being part of it. Like, yeah. Were there particular things you were looking to learn once you joined a team? Yeah, I mean, I really wanted to see how a team was working together. Even if we all had our own projects and everything, it's a collaboration between designers when you have to share your work and see, okay, you are working on this project. I could definitely use some of the patterns that you've created on this project to use, the, to use them in mine. And I really wanted to see how this interaction goes, mm-hmm. like how you actually can make product even better because you're not alone. You are actually three or four or five brains thinking about um, uh, like a common problem. And and I was just amazed on how my designs could be even better thanks to this collaboration, you know? So mm-hmm. I just wanted to definitely learn. I mean, my first thing was to... Sounds like a lot of like constant exposure stuff. Like of what? Constant exposure <laughs> to other people's work and like their like yeah. working style. Yeah, and I really like this um, communication part where you can share your opinions and mm-hmm. receive the opinions of others. I really value that a lot. And um, the team was really, I mean, is really collaborative. So it was really easy to just like grab someone and ask, oh, can you just look at that for a minute and continue the discussion all together? So... Uh, yeah, it, it is. Uh, it is super useful. How do you think that changed your work, like the final output? Oh, um, I mean, I can definitely see the quality of my work before BigCommerce and after BigCommerce, like just in terms of quality. Is that is it because of crit? Is it because of being surrounded by other people, so you feel like you have uh, both a th- thing to like? match or like it's be the, a part of it? It's both because um, so with some really talented people around you um, they can challenge you and like yeah. ask you the right questions and be like okay have you thought about this and I can be like oh gosh no I haven't <laughs> thought about that Oop. but that's really you know a great, a great point let me let me come back to you with some more uh, thinking around this and you just like push yourself a little bit more because you know that you are surrounded by talented people and you and um you know, you want to to produce your best work and um, even like um, to learn some techniques or this kind of thing, to be faster, um, you know, this kind of thing. So, and also it took me, I learned a lot about um, how to interact with a team and 
you know, when you have like a couple people around you, um, it's really important to hear everybody's opinions. So it's really important to value everybody's opinion and not just like being in your corner and doing your work. So I really learned how to uh, involve everybody in my process and to give ba- give back to them their um like, okay, thank you, you, for helping me with that. <laughs> Were there any specific tricks you learned for that? Like, that's super hard. It's it's really hard to trust and value someone's opinion on your own work mm-hmm. sometimes. It is. Um, I think I've learned a lot about, like, around process. Yeah. They had, um, so it was a, a, a new team, and they had to build a process. Yeah. Um, so I really learned a lot about that because when I was working at Flip-Top, I was just, like, tackling some problems without having a real process in mind. Even if I knew that I had to apply uh, to my work a, a specific process, it was a little bit harder to follow those rules. Mm. But um, uh, by working with a more structured team, I had to actually uh, apply those processes and um, so I think that I learned a lot uh, around that, like asking the right questions at the right people, using the knowledges of like um, other people around me to be able to produce better work or this kind of thing. So, yeah. And at some point in there, Google reached out. They did. They actually... Did they Google you? <laughs> they did. <laughs> <laughs> You've been Googled. Um, no, I an alert. You done been Googled. <laughs> <laughs> but I know that they reached me out like a, a few times before this last time. But I I think I went to a Google I.O. They're incessant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they they really just don't stop. Yeah. <laughs> but it worked. So it's, I guess it's <laughs> a, a good strategy. But yeah, they they reached me out at a at a good time this time because I just learned that, that some some of my engineers uh, in my team were leaving, or so I was a little bit more open to hear what they had to say, and uh, so I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna hear what you have to say." And I discussed with recruiter, with design managers, and I just like passed every um, step, and I was like, "Okay, so I guess it's happening." And but I really liked my my work at BeCommerce, so I was really like, "Oh." But this is Google. So, you know, it's really hard to take a decision. And at the same time, the decision is like, I mean, you cannot say no to Google, right? I knew that for... Well, you can. You can, but... You say no, Google. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> no, I think that in my career, I'm, I'm still... Um, I mean, I've been working as a full-time designer for just four years. And I still want to learn. And I think that this is one of the best place place in the world to learn yeah. from other designers. And this is a company that value design a lot. So I was like, okay, they want me. Okay, I want you to. Yeah, this is <laughs> you like know what I mean. Are there any other like types of teams you haven't been on then? You've been freelance, agency, like startup, midsize, and now Google. Exactly. <laughs> That's crazy. I, I cannot go to a bigger company than this one, right? I mean, but uh, I want AT&T. <laughs> uh, it doesn't sound yeah, as, do, do, as Google. Do you want some garbage experience? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> no, but I think that this is super, I mean, this, I am super excited about that. I just joined like three weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, so you're still it's in the honeymoon new. period. Exactly. I, I feel like we can't get an objective evaluation of 
big company versus but, startup. You know, everybody knows Google and you know how important design is for this company, uh, especially since like um, four or five years. I don't know when they launched uh, Material or something, but um, I should know that. <laughs> but um, That wasn't, well, that well, wasn't I, part of the, the recruiting trivia process? Now, no, now we have to clarify not. Material Design versus Material because there's now a, a suite of design tools called Material. Oh. That's fun, right? <laughs> but I mean, I think this is, I, I had no idea what to expect from such a big company. Mm-hmm. I mean, it sounded really crazy uh, coming from this small place in France, in the southwest of France with 500 people, then going to a startup, then going to a big startup. And then now Google, gosh, how did I, you know, end up there? That's pretty exciting. Well, it's pretty cool to like hear you say it all in one go because the path is quite logical, right? Like you built up these experiences over time, working on different kinds of problems with different sizes of teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) You don't sound convinced. No, but I mean, (laughs) this is just crazy to to when I and I like remembering where I come from. Actually, Mm -hmm. you know, I like remembering that uh, I didn't have. I mean, I had. I had a little bit of chance uh, in all of this process. Mm-hmm. Even if I made it happen, I know that I'm really lucky to be where I am. And I think it's super important to remember that because when I see some people thinking that this is just like due, like uh, even yeah. when they give me some pens or some like, you know, like a little uh, book note or this kind of things, this is something that didn't happen in my um, agency in France. And every time I have a ping pong table, you know, I have like some food <laughs> and I'm like, my gosh, and this is where I work. How lucky I am to be in this environment. This is super important to remember that, to not yeah. be completely, um, you know. Being humble and appreciative and, yeah. I think it's super important. For the ping pong table. It, it can be really hard sometimes, <laughs> too. Yeah. Like, I mean, hard in w- which way? Well, I think uh, the way what the industry way? is structured right now, it it markets to designers' egos. Yeah. Like, it's like, hey, we want you because you're so great and blah, blah, blah. And, like, it gets kind of ridiculous. Yeah. It it becomes a little difficult to, like, stay. One, you become a little more jaded because you don't have to take anything for, like, you don't have to appreciate it. You can take it for granted, right? But per, it's become but I think a that even if per, you are a super culture. good designer, you can still stay humble. Even if you're the yes. best designer in the world and the be best like, designers okay, everybody are humble, wants yeah. you, it doesn't mean that you have to be a jerk or exactly. you have to be... A condescendent with uh, other designers, you know what I mean? Yes, so, absolutely. That's why I like you, Claire. You're not a jerk. <laughs> Thank you. That's, that's my You're the one designer who's not an asshole. <laughs> I I know of the three people of in this of the three people in this room. There is only not like one Christoph. who is not an asshole. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm, just kidding. I'm totally kidding. I'm not gonna let you say anything bad about my husband. <laughs> oh my God, Claire's beating Bryn up. Jesus. <laughs> now I think they are. I mean, I know a lot, probably more humble designers than I know jerk designer yeah, to be totally. honest. I don't know if I'm living in a different world or something, but no, I think you're right, yeah. 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 Especially in San Francisco. By the way, I was totally kidding, Christoph. I love you, Christoph. <laughs> so I love you too. I I'm trying to figure out like how much I, I don't know if uh, it, it's interesting. You're in this honeymoon period at Google. Yes. And it would be kind of fun to like hear about how you're experiencing the honeymoon period just so you can listen back on it later and like compare and contrast. Um, but actually what I want to ask is. It's like looking back in your portfolio, but not at all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, given everything you've been through and 
coming from from France to to agencies to startups to midsize to to Google. Like if you could speak back to your younger self in this small town of 500 in the southwest of France. Like what's some advice that you would give if any at all? I mean, you have to trust in yourself for sure because I would never have expected being able to do that, you know? You have to trust yourself. You have to be really motivated. You're going to take a lot of uh, like slaps in your face, I would say, you know, where you feel that this is the right time for you or you're ready for something and people tell you, no, no, that's not for you. So you just have to be really motivated and work hard and never give up to arrive where you want to to be, you know. And I always wanted, I'm, I'm really... I'm kind of stubborn a little bit. So I knew what I wanted. I knew what I didn't want. And I just gave me the opportunity to arrive where I am today. I know that Christoph has been um, um, helping me a lot in that too, where I had some down moments or I wasn't trusting in myself a lot more. And I was like, okay, this is the right time for me. Okay, I'm going to you know, kick asses <laughs> mm-hmm. and do whatever I need to do to arrive where I want to go and do what I like to do. And, you know, you just have to be super motivated and give you, I mean, yeah, do everything you can do in your power to get where you want to go. And that's mainly working hard. Even when you are looking for a job, you have to work hard to actually convince people and mm-hmm. to hire you and to you know can we, it, can be, it can be a real roller coaster of confidence right like yeah it's crazy sometimes you feel really good and sometimes you feel like just garbage that's yeah. true well can we talk about those moments when mm-hmm. you feel like garbage you mentioned Christoph helped you through them yeah, but like when the times are hard what did you find was most helpful it's um you just have to remember what are your strengths and why you are here how you arrived here and just to remember um like who you are and it's not because some someone says no at a time or you know like when you you are in the hiring process you feel that you did a good job and everything and someone tells you no and you really need this job because you don't have a visa or something I'm I'm especially <laughs> thinking when I moved to the US like four years ago it was like a really hard time at this time to be like okay I need to find someone that's gonna give me a visa uh, for me to stay here so it was like the main period of my time where I had down at times in terms of confidence, you know. So I just had to to continue constantly to work hard on my uh, skills. And even if people were saying no, they had their own reasons and I completely get that. That's normal. But I just had to remember who I was and what I could bring to those companies and it's no. it sounds like one of the solutions you came up with when you first moved to the US was just apply to a lot of places. Oh yeah. Is that does that advice or would you still do the same thing or advise people just coming to the US or wanting to do what you've done and I, get a job in Silicon Valley to I do that would, same thing? I would just because 
you know, it, for a company, it might be the right time to hire someone. But for, it, it's, I mean, to get a visa and everything, it's hard for those companies too to launch a process and do, to be in, like invested in this process. So you have to increase your chances by reaching yeah. out some some people. But I would still recommend to not just like send out uh, to everybody the same uh, like template email or something like that and not having any idea of why you want to to join this company more than another because that's not a good sign at all. When I was reaching out all of those companies and it was a bunch, but I did some research about those companies and I knew why I applied to those company and like specifically, you know, and I think this is super important um, at any time. At this time, uh, uh, it was too for me because, uh, I mean, you have to know where you want to go and you have to draw your own path and if you have no idea why you're joining this company or more than another one then it's going to be a a dead end I think yeah so it's important to give you to not be fixed on one or two company Um, even if this is the one that you want to go you might join this company later if this is really the product that you want to work on or anything but give you a little bit more chances at first if you come from a foreign country and you want to come here in the US yeah. working for someone. Yeah. Since you are only three weeks in, yeah. has there been anything surprising to you or unexpected about Google? I think from the outside, I we have these conceptions of what designing what are these big your companies. Conceptions? Uh, <laughs> well, they put a uh, implant into your brain when you join. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Did you they? become Google. <laughs> I don't know. No, it's like I, Facebook, I, I'm still Google. A I'm not a Googler yet. I'm still a Googler. You I have think. not leveled up. That's still the onboarding sequence. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I think they do a really good job on like onboarding people. To be honest, I had no idea no, what to expect from those um, a few first few weeks, but they do a really good job on like um, giving you as many information that you need, giving you the time to discover the campus and discover your team. You know, they don't. I mean, they they do a really good job on. That. And um, the campus is great in Mountain View. I mean, to be honest, I haven't visited every single building yet, but the campus is great. Everybody that I met so far has been really great too. And it helps to onboard and to stay in this honeymoon time. You know, I still feel this way. I still feel super excited and happy. Um, they told us that this, you know, the first day, you will never be as happy as you are now. <laughs> but I'm still at the same level. So Has so there far, been anything surprising? Like surprising in a good way. Just surprising because... You know, when you've been working in San Francisco for like three years, I now have a nice weather in Mountain View. <laughs> uh-huh. And like an hour long commute. And a, and a commute to get there. <laughs> but uh, this is actually a, surpri- a, a, a good surprising thing. It's um, I was expecting the commute to be really painful. And so far it has been pretty uh, decent and like and okay I, I just you just have to find what you're gonna do during this uh, hour or hour and a half depending on how bad the traffic is but podcasts yeah <laughs> yeah podcast <laughs> yeah, no, yeah but, sure that's no, too no, passive no, that's man true. Um, I, I actually listened a few just because you know I'm trying to improve my um, my English uh, like uh, as usual so I'm it goes from like 
trying to write more and also listening uh, more podcasts and everything. So I'm just like giving me all of these tools to actually get better. At you, you started a blog recently, right? I were, wrote uh, just a couple of articles on Medium and I have another one that's going to come soon. But it's Ooh. just, it's, you know, not really, um, it's a little bit more for me, like an exercise to try to communicate stuff um, by writing. And um, it's just like a good exercise for me to, um, yeah, to organize my ideas, putting them on the paper, I mean, on, on the virtual paper. <laughs> and I, yeah, I just like try to write more to, yeah. What are you writing about now? Right now, it's more. So I took this test uh, a while ago called Sixteen Personalities, and it's um, so is this personality test Myers Briggs or Meyer Myers Meyer Briggs Myers Briggs? What is, is that? that? Well, that would be a different thing. I mean, it's called sixteen, well, 16 personal- of them. Yeah, 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 and it just gives you an idea of uh, what ha- like what are the char- characteristics of your personality, and I was just amazed how accurate the results were so um, i mean i'm not gonna spoil anything (laughs) but it just like um, you'll have to meet me in person (laughs) (laughs) exactly no but i mean this is a great way to better understand how you interact with other type of personalities and how you are acting in your work or even in your personal life and everything and i thought it was super interesting to um have that written down on a paper again just I was like, oh my gosh, but this is so me. Yes, I hate conflicts and I know why I hate conflicts and I know how pe- why people like me for not liking conflicts. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, this, Too many levels. Yeah, uh, that, that was great. Is the output like a four-letter personality? Thing? It is. Okay, that's the Myers. Like ESGP or something Wait, like that. Wait, what are you? I don't remember. I'm a console. Like I'm a console. C-O-N-S-U-L. Consoler kind of thing? <laughs> Uh, like a video game console? Or no, <laughs> I'm a not console. This type. Uh, <laughs> console? I don't I, know. I'm an INTJ. Oh, you are an introvert. Uh, N is yeah, something. T is. Do you have the name? I mean, is it like a uh, an adventurer or? Oh God, no, not that. Do you guys uh, put a lot of stock in these things? I I'm very skeptical. I don't put too much in, but I uh, I think when I got mine it's a little bit of confirmation bias like i read the description and then i map that to like these ideas of myself when if i'd gotten any other letters i could have probably done the same i Um, think that's the problem i mainly have is i think people self-select for like what they want to be i i think it's (laughs) they have a really deep um uh, like documentations around each of those personalities so you can really Mm. look for the specific thing that you want to take a look at. But um, your personality can change with time too. Yeah. So some people actually took it like five years ago and they changed a little bit. So that's still good to see where your personality changed or not. Uh, so yeah, that's interesting. It's it's one data point of many that I yeah. think are helpful to understand why you behave the way you do. It's not the only data point, but it's a way to have an articulation of why why you are the way you are. Yeah. It's one articulation, yeah. I guess. That's mm. more fun. I mean, yeah, and it's kind of fun. Than anything. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's fun. And then when yeah. you meet other people with the same thing, you're like, I, but get, it, I see, get you. I like, get you. It seems like the quiz at like the back of a magazine or something. Like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, those are fun too. <laughs> exactly. It's fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just, I don't know. I've always been very skeptical. 
<laughs> what TV show character are you? Um, you've also been making videos. Yes. I started this year to do some videos of my travels. I mean, Chris and I love traveling, so we just try to... You've been to some awesome places in the last year. Yes. This last year has been crazy. We've traveled a lot, like a lot for a short amount of time, like for like long weekends or... So where'd you go? Um, this year, so this year we've been to New York first for a long weekend. We went to um, uh, Tucson in Arizona. Tucson. Uh, Tucson, yeah, in a, in a ranch to like horse riding, like <laughs> cowboys and everything. That was fun. Uh, we went there. Um, I went back in France for um, meeting my new niece and uh, for a wedding. Um, we went to Hawaii. We went to Alaska. So I tried to... You went to Kenya too, right? Or was Kenya that not this was year? Um, last year, okay. like at the end of last year. It was for her uh, honeymoon. But yeah, it was really close to this year. So yeah, we did a lot of travels the last um, the last 12 months. And so you started making videos. So yeah, I mean, uh, Christoph has been taking like a lot of photos. So I was like, I don't need to take any, but let's get a different type of like souvenirs from our <laughs> travels. And and I actually did that. Um, the first video that I made was when I went back in France and it was more like to remember the good moment that I spent with my parents and all of this quality time with them. And I loved it. I mm -hmm. loved doing it. And I was like, okay, I'm going to continue doing that. It's going to be my thing. And I, yeah. I still love it a lot. So That's very much why I approach video too. It's like, all my friends are really good photographers. I don't want to do photography. Exactly. I know that I cannot do better. <laughs> exactly. Chris, I can't like, beat that shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, but it, it has been fun. I, I really like watching them um, from time to time. Like, you want to be a media mogul? A media mogul? A What's vlogger? That? Oh, uh, What's like, the goal? I I don't have like a specific goal in mind, um, but um, I just enjoy doing that. Yeah. And I know that for my family and friends uh, that are still in French, in France, it's super nice for them to see where we're going and to give them the like the opportunity to experience a little bit the travels that we are uh, doing together. But um, I I'm. I think that I want to continue and to post more videos because I really like. Um, like taking the videos, but also like uh, working on the edition of the video. So I really enjoy that. So I need to take the more. Editing? Yeah, the editing. It's pretty fun. It I, is very fun. It is. So I really enjoyed that. So I want to make more. I just have to find uh, what content. And so far, I oriented my content around my travels. Mm -hmm. And I think this is uh, pretty good for nice videos. But um, but uh, I might expand uh, in the future like the type of videos that I may, might do. I don't know. What do you have I'm traveling every week. So yeah. if I want to... Well, that's your problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I I might just like... I don't imagine myself doing like a, like a daily or weekly vlog or something because it's still a lot of work and I don't know if it would be really interesting. But we do a lot of things with um, uh, my friends or Christoph or anybody. And I think I could, I could have like a lot of... Um, good content to share so I just have to bring my GoPro with me at all time and we'll see what happens from there mm -hmm. nice <laughs> yeah so at the end of our shows we always like to ask what keeps you up at night nothing I love sleeping <laughs> <laughs> okay and that's <laughs> the end of the show cool nice <laughs> um 
I don't know. I mean, like really literally TV shows <laughs> just give me, give me up at night, to be honest. Not but, literally. But metaphorically. Yeah, yeah. I know. But uh, yeah, I don't think that I'm having any troubles with anything that I, my mind is pretty okay right now. That's, that is a perfectly good answer. <laughs> yeah, that's a great place to be. I'm very happy for you. That's yeah. Cool. Thank you. I mean, I just still, I'm still on my honeymoon at Google. So right now I'm not stressed by anything. I am in a good place to, you know, make some good things happen. Actually, can I ask you about that? So I remember uh, when I joined Facebook, I had a honeymoon period, but I was also like, I don't want to fuck this up. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to break Facebook because <laughs> I don't want to do bad, right? Do you have Brian, that? Brian, <laughs> the Facebook ruiner. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not, not, not to, uh, not putting that weight on my work, but like, I didn't want to bring the average, like, I didn't have I that confidence. I see what you're meaning. I don't have this feeling, um, Good. Yet. <laughs> yeah. No, but I'm really surprised actually because every time I joined a company, I kind of had this feeling, even the company was small. But I think that I'm now at a place where I feel way more confident in my work and I don't feel that I'm not at the right place or anything. So I don't have this feeling yet. I might have this feeling when I start working on really big project or something like that. But um but so far, I don't. So that's why, I, I mean, I think I'm in a good place right now to uh, have my mind straight <laughs> and not being troubled by anything, you know. That's I'm awesome. not, I don't feel any pressure or anything yet. Mm -hmm. I don't know if this is a good thing or not, but I, I think this is, I, yeah, this is really enjoyable for mm -hmm. me. Perfect. Yeah. Nice. Uh, we're at an hour. Thanks for coming on. Thank Thanks you so much. so much for inviting me. That was fun. That was episode 175. Thank you to Claire for coming and hanging out with us. Thank you to Wayno for making this all possible. And thank you to you for listening. If you want more things to listen to, go to spec.fm. We've got podcasts for designers and developers to help you level up. If you want to get inspired, see some rad work, follow some awesome humans, get a new job, go to wayno.co. That's U-E-N-O dot C-O. They are our sponsor that make this show possible. We can't thank them enough. Once again, that's at wayno.co. They've got a rad amount of work that you should go learn from and be inspired by. Seriously, huge thank you to Wayno. They've been completely awesome to work with and let us do stupid, weird ad reads. And that is just the best. So thank you to them. We'll see you next week. <laughs>